you have to put yourself in, in uncomfortable positions. And for me, the regret of not doing it would have always been bigger than, than actually losing. Is it possible that the boat of your life is still anchored in the harbor? Do you want to know what could actually change that? Welcome to another episode of the Riskers podcast. Today, we welcome Stephen Campolo, founder of FLX Body. Stephen has been featured in Entrepreneur, Yahoo, Reader's Digest, BuzzFeed, Business Insider, MSNBC. I started working with Stephen a little over nine months ago, and I'm down 21 and a half pounds of fat, and I have gained 10 pounds of muscle. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm seeing my abs for the first time since high school, and I'm confident not only in my fitness, but in so many other areas of my life because I finally took the reins of my health. So I think this interview is just going to bless you. I'm going to hit the music. I will see you on the other side. So the big question is this, how do Jesus loving entrepreneurs, pastors, and driven men and women of faith like us who are taking risks to pursue their kingdom calling, how do we get our mission, the problem we're working to solve? the pain we're striving to heal, how do we fully realize it here on earth? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Caleb Brakey, and welcome to the Riskers Podcast. Hey, hey, Steven, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, man? Are you Miami, Toronto, LA? I get confused. Dude, I have been everywhere over the past 12 months, man. Um, I actually moved to LA like two months ago from Florida. Wow. Well, why the big change? Just it was time or something? <laughs> Dude, it's, 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 it's not by my choice. So um, I actually am partnering with someone out here. He, he is uh, he's a pretty big name in Hollywood. He lost a bunch of weight. Now he wants to start a, a like online fitness company. So we're actually going to partner on coaching. So you know, pretty much utilizing me to do the coaching and kind of him being the face of the uh, the brand because he has uh, he's a pretty big pretty big name and pretty powerful guy uh, in L.A. So that's why I'm out here, man. Well, bro, I'm excited to talk about your story and yeah, where man. Thank you, this- thank you for having me on this, bro. I, I was excited to do it. Oh, this is going to be awesome. I've had the privilege of already talking to amazing people. And this is what surprised me through all the conversation is so many of the conversations about risk, about this, this crossroads that people hit, a lot of it has come back to self-worth. And I, when I think about weight loss and, and working on your body, there's this book called How You Do Anything Is How You Do Everything. That's one of my favorite quotes, man. There you go. I'm more confident in business. I'm more confident in my relationship. I'm more confident with in my marriage. You know, it just it it, mm. it connects to everything. And so yeah. I would love to just see the transformation of like where you were when you decided like this is what you were gonna do. I mean, you're still taking risks. You're traveling here, you're going to Toronto, you're trying this new business yeah. partnership venture. So really we'll just start with your story and then just build off of it. Cool, man. Yeah. I mean, so like I, I, I share it all the time, but I was a really like overweight kid I yeah. mean, from, from as early as I can remember. I was, uh, I was a chubby little guy, man. And, you know, as, as I went into middle school, went into high school, um, I was like a hundred pounds overweight at my heaviest. And I remember going to the doctor one time, just for like a regular checkup with my mom. And the doctor told her, he's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's obese. Like he's, he's wow. medically obese. Like he has, he has a lot of weight to lose. Um, because he, you know, possibly could develop childhood uh, diabetes or being pre-diabetic, and like that's that's scary stuff, man. Because now wow. it's not just about, you know, being in shape or, or or being fat, but now you know you're talking like 
possible medical problems, which is a serious conversation. Wow. I think I, I was around 14 when that happened. But again, I was so young. I, I really didn't understand like the, the severity of it. Right. And, sure. you know, as much as my mom wanted to help me or tried to help me, that almost pushed me in the opposite direction because I wasn't ready to do it. Like I, right. I just didn't really want to lose weight because right. I was still a kid, hadn't really gone through puberty yet. And then when I went into high school, started becoming interested in girls, noticed girls don't like fat guys. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I guess I guess I got to do something about this weight once and for all. So it was like New Year's of 2003. I was still living in New York at the time. And it's like I just flipped the switch, man. I, I mean, I just woke up one morning and I didn't want to be fat anymore. Like I was actually willing to make a change. And I think the pain of staying the same was a lot greater than the pain of actually changing. It's like I always tell people, you're not going to be ready to, to change your life or change your body or change your situation unless the pain of staying in that situation becomes greater than the pain of right. actually going through the process of and, and, and changing. And that's that's where I was. So I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea about dieting. I had no idea about exercise. I just figured, you know what, I'm going to eat less, uh, move more, exercise more. And that's what I did. So it was January 2003, living up in New York. York and every night I would put my my sweatpants on, my, my sweatshirt on, put my jacket on. And I would I would just go for a run. I mean, to me, it felt like five miles. It was probably only like half a mile. But you know, here <laughs> I was, 100 pounds overweight. I'd be huffing and puffing. And as you know, like when you live in a cold climate, when you breathe in that cold air, it like burns your lungs. But again, you know, the more I did it, the more comfortable I got with it. And I would do it every single night. I would eat, you know, pretty much chicken and broccoli every day because I figured that was healthy. And the weight came off pretty quickly. But again, it, it was just such a learning process for me because I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Right. I was. I was a young kid. I was 15, 16 years old, but I became obsessed with seeing my body change. So as my body changed, I would, um, you know, I, I started to look in the mirror and say, okay, you know, I lost a bunch of weight, but I'm still like super insecure, super, um, just self-conscious about how I look. Cause I, I, I went from being a fat guy to like a, you know, a kind of chubby guy with like loose skin now, right? So I'm like, all right, obviously I have to do something about this. So started reading, started buying some like muscle magazines and joined the gym. Just talking to some people there and they were like, hey, you have to lift weights. Like if, if, if you want to shape your body and build your chest and, you know, like build, you know, like an action hero looking physique, you have to, you actually have to do weights. So started doing weights. I remember the first time I was in the gym, got like a little bicep pump. I saw my, my bicep vein for the first time and I was instantly hooked. I have a very addictive personality when it comes to just like hobby doing things I like never anything like drugs or alcohol thank god but like if I if I if I find something I really enjoy doing like I want to do it all the time right and that was one of those things where I just became obsessed with like seeing my body change and I wanted to push it as far as I could go so my dad sold his business we moved from New York to Florida and at this time I was like just you know obsessed with changing my body I mean I, I was just all about it so my dad actually got me a job at Gold's Gym he um I think he knew the owner some somehow and he asked him if if I could work for him. So I was a sophomore, my, my sophomore year, and uh, I would go to school. And then after school, I would go to the gym and I was the cleaning boy. I was just, you know, cleaning the uh, treadmills, cleaning the, the machines. But I was so happy and so excited because here I was, you know, I was like 16 years old working at Gold's Gym. I was meeting people. I was able to talk to like the trainers. I was becoming friends with them. You know, just really like learning about different training techniques and different diets and all of that stuff. I, I just couldn't get enough of it. So for me, it wasn't even a job. It was just like this amazing opportunity I had. And that's actually where I met my first body bodybuilding coach his name was sly and he was a pro bodybuilder you would see this guy walking like from the back and his back was like as wide as the door and he had this like crazy just physique like small waist wide back i'm like dude i want to look like that like it, it just looked freaky and uh, i actually hired him 
And um, it was a lot of money for me. Like literally my, my entire paycheck went went to that, but that's all I really cared about. So we became good friends and he got me ready for my first teen bodybuilding show at the age of 17. Did a natural bodybuilding show about uh, six months after I started training with him. It was a great experience, but it was the last time I ever competed because it was just extremely difficult. The diet was crazy hard. The training was, was just way too much and the cardio was way too much. And after the show, I think I put on like probably 30 pounds in a matter of two weeks because I just went crazy with you know, binge eating and just, um, just stuffing my face because my body was so depleted because I had been training and dieting for like six months. So that's really, man, where it all began. And that was, you know, I was 17 years old. I'm 32 now. So that was what, 15 years ago. So I've, I've been at wow. this fitness thing now for uh, close to 20 years. I've tried a lot. I've gone through a lot of different diets. I work with a lot of different coaches. I've tried every training program. I've tried pretty much every diet out there. So it's funny, like when I start working with new clients, you know, I always tell them like, listen, I know what works. I know what doesn't work. So if you want, you can continue training trying to figure out what works and jump on Google and, uh, you know, YouTube and, and, you know, try to get a bunch of information from all these different sources. Or, you know, you could work with someone that's been on this roller coaster for the past 15 years and could help you reach your goal that much faster. It's amazing. You know, you, you try to blaze your own trail and you're out there in this forest or jungle. It's like, you don't know where to go. You're guessing yeah. you're, you're trying to say, Oh, do I, do I follow the sun? Do I go that? No. If you have a guide, He's going to show you where to step, where not yeah. to step, what to eat, yeah. what to do. Yeah. A guide just means everything. Here you make this huge change in your life. And, and now you've, you're 15 years into it. Looking yeah. back, where were the hard parts where you had to take a little bit of a risk? Like I can imagine after yeah. you compete and then you put on all this weight afterward. Yeah. Was there a point where you go, this is all I've worked for. Now what? Now that I know that this isn't exactly what I want to do. So that's actually a really good question. It's funny because I never even thought of getting into fitness as a career. I really enjoyed it while I was younger. Um, and I, I just wanted to build a, a really cool looking body, right? I just wanted to have muscle and just, you know, be attractive to girls. But I, I never thought of it as a career because I would talk to personal trainers. I would talk to the gym owners. Like I was friends with the gym owner and no one ever seemed like they were making that much money in fitness, right? And this was like pre-social media. So this was like just straight up brick and mortar style gym businesses. And every gym owner I ever spoke to, they're like, don't ever open a gym because I lose money every single month. And it's, it's pretty much the worst business model to go into. So I was always like very business minded. And, you know, after high school, I, I, I went to a, a university in, in Florida called Florida Gulf Coast University. I got my business degree um, and, and my finance degree. So I, I always wanted to like be be in business in some capacity. I, I got into real estate for a little bit. I got into day trading. I actually worked in the corporate world and, and worked for a finance company for about two years out of college. But that made me realize how much I hated that. And um, working a nine to five just, just wasn't like wasn't for me. And I always tell people in their 20s, I'm like, you know, that's a great time to really find out what you don't like, because figuring out what you don't like is just as important as, as finding what you're actually passionate about and what you do like. So all that time, I was still working out. I mean, fitness was always a huge, huge part of my life. I was always helping people, helping friends, like creating training programs for them just because I just loved it. I mean, it was something you didn't have to pay me for, you know, to help you. Like, I just loved helping people, you know, get, get in shape. So while I was in the corporate world, I, um, yeah, I, I just hated it working nine to five in a cubicle. And I was like, man, you know, here I was like 25 years old at the time. Like, do I want to do this for the next 30 years of my life? Everyone I worked with who were like my parents' age, all they would do every day is complain about their managers or complain about being there or like look at the clock for the next five hours until it's five o'clock time to go home. I'm like, you know, I just don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't think God created me to sit in a cubicle hating my life and staring at the clock for eight hours a day. 
And sadly, I think a lot of people find themselves in that situation to where like they, they're just miserable for their whole life. And I, I just didn't want to be miserable anymore. So about that time, my mom got sick. She was diagnosed with uh, stage four colon cancer. So I didn't want to be away from her at the time because the doctor had only given her a year to live. Of course, like being a big believer and, and believing in God, you know, we were believing for a miracle. But I, at the same time, I didn't want to be away from her for eight hours a day. So one of my good friends, he was a personal trainer and uh, he was training at this really prominent country club where I lived at the time in Naples, Florida. And he told me, he's like, hey, man, you know what? Why don't you come personal train with me? You know, you'll be training some really some really affluent clients, you know, like a lot of retired CEOs, a lot of powerful businessmen, even if, you know, I mean, who knows, like who knows who you'll meet? Maybe one of them will hire you or one of them will groom you to, you know, or teach you how to start a business. So I'm like, you know what? All right, that's what I'll do. Now, keep in mind, like I had a college degree, right? So when you think of having a business degree, you think of going into personal training is almost like going backwards. And that's kind of how I looked at it. I'm like, I don't want to go backwards. Like I spent all this money in college. I, I went to school for four years and now I'm just going to be a personal trainer. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. But I just kind of felt like that was the direction God was leading me in. So I did it. And then again, I was looking at it as more of a short term thing, because my mom was sick. So again, you know, the hours were better, I would work from like 5am in the morning till maybe 11am 12pm and my day would be done. So that way I can go home and just, you know, kind of spend the time with my mom. So I, I did that for about two years, my mom, you know, did end up passing away, unfortunately, and I was still personal training at the time. But during this time, I, I just kind of got to fall in love with the process again, as far as creating people helping them get in shape. And this is when I, I started just like posting on social media, I, I started an Instagram page, because I was helping a lot of people get in shape, I was helping a lot of people, you know, get great results. And I'm like, you know what, there has to be a way to be able to help more people. Because obviously, when you're a trainer, you're just helping one person at a time, right? You're, you're with that person for an hour in the gym, you're only able to help them so much. So I knew there had to be a way to help more people. And I was seeing all these other like fitness guys on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, they were young guys, and they had these huge followings. And I'm like, you know what, these guys aren't any smarter than me. They don't really have any more experience than I do. It's not like they're sharing anything revolutionary. I'm like, why can't I do this? Why not me? So I woke up one day, and I'm like, you know what, there's a million people doing this. There's a lot of fitness guys out there, but I'm different. Like I'm going to share my story. I'm going to share my own fat loss journey. And maybe my story will inspire someone. So I never thought of getting on social media to start a business. I never you know, anticipated starting a coaching business or a fitness business. I just did it because I just wanted to help people. And I think that's what a lot of people need to realize. It's like, you know, if you want to go into business for yourself, you have to stop thinking about just like making money. You have to say, okay, do I have a service or a product that could actually help people? Because if you could help people and serve a market, then you'll be pretty successful at it. So I started sharing my information. I started sharing just my philosophy on fitness, on fat loss, on training, what had helped me. And little by little, you know, started growing a following, got up to 50,000 followers and 100,000 followers and 200,000 followers. And, you know, uh, about this time, people would, they would start asking, hey, do you have a plan? Do you have a program? Um, you know, do you do coaching? And at the time I didn't, but it kind of forced me to start creating something. It was about this time. I, again, I was still personal training. I was sharing on social media, but I really didn't have much money at all. Like, I mean, this is kind of sad to say, and this is only like three years ago, but I, I think I had a little over a thousand bucks I had saved because when you're a personal trainer, at least where I was, you're considered a, a private contractor. So you're not really an employee. So you have to pay higher taxes. And then I had to split the money with the company I was working for. So let's say you make 70 bucks an hour, that gets cut down to 40 bucks an hour. And then after taxes, it's like you're almost working a you know minimum wage job, right? So I actually got a random DM from this one guy. He was a business coach. So he had made a lot of money in fitness, but now he was helping other fitness guys build an online fitness business. So I just believe in, in things kind of being like a God thing. And that's kind of how I took this. So I remember he messaged me one day. He's like, Hey man, I like your page. I like what you're doing. 
Um, this is who I am. And I'm having an event in San Diego next month. I think it was 2016 or 2017. He was like, you should come. You know, this, this might be something that could help you. And for whatever reason, man, I just felt something within me tell me I had to go to this. And at the time, again, like I didn't have much money just to go to the event alone. It was a thousand bucks. And then I had to get airfare and hotel and stuff. So it was like a $1,500 trip. But I looked at it this way. I'm like, you know what? I could either take this chance and this could either change my life or I could go there and have that confirmation that this isn't for me. It's not what I'm meant to do. And I can kind of close this door of my life. Because again, at this point, I had people asking me for advice. I had people asking me for a program, but I didn't have one to offer. So instead of trying to figure it out on my own, which a lot of people do in life, I said, you know what, if this guy could help me and kind of shortcut the process, then maybe it's worth it. So I went, I remember on the plane ride home, like I was so all in on this 100%, like there was no way I was going to make it fail. So I hired him as a business coach, which again, was a huge risk for me because when you talk about making maybe 2,500 bucks a month training, and now you're paying a business coach a thousand bucks a month, and that's half of your income. Um, I just kind of put myself in a position where I, I had no other chance but to succeed. You know, it's, 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 it's freaking scary, man. I'm not going to lie to you. But oftentimes, I feel like it's those, those times in your life where um, it, it's a huge growth opportunity. Before we go further, I want to take a quick break and tell you about the publishing expertise offered by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we help men and women of faith become powerfully positioned to impact lives by collaboratively writing their book and building their ministry platform. If you've longed to write your book and impact a broader audience, our team is here to help, even if you don't have the time or energy to write. We've helped riskers like you secure traditional book deals, hit numerous bestseller lists, keynote to 100,000 people in two years, and get featured on Entrepreneur on Fire, Forbes, and Inc. Schedule a free strategy call at www.calebrakey.com. So yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it was a it was a huge a huge step of faith. Thing. I'm not a tech guy, so I had to find the right people. I had to find you know someone that could build out like a website, build out payment processing. Like, how does someone get their program once 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 they buy it? Right. Like, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> So I had to find the people, the right people to, to do that for me. And thank God, like he, he sent the right people into my life to help me with that process. But if I never would have took that chance, like one thing I can say for certain, if he would have never sent me a message on Instagram three years ago, and I never would have went to San Diego and flew across the country to that weekend seminar, I would not be sitting in LA talking to you on this podcast right now. I mean, in all honesty, and I hate to say this, but I would probably still be a personal trainer. Wow. Steven, yeah. that is such an incredible progression and, and times where you're sitting there saying, I'm down to my, my final bucks. Where does, the, where does your faith intersect with these decisions that you're making? Here you are, you are taking these risks. You are saying in those moments when you feel like, you know what, I feel like I got to do this. You're moving forward with it. How, how do you process through that? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, I, I, I think my mom's passing had a lot to do with it because, I mean, she was only 52 years old when, when, when she took her last breath. And just me thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I was like, what, 29, 30 at the time. I'm like, if I was to follow the same path, God forbid, you know, if, if I was to get terminal cancer at the age of 50 and pass away at 52, I have, you know, 20, 22 years left. I'm like, I don't want to just be a personal trainer. I don't want to live an ordinary life. I don't believe God called any of us to live an ordinary life. But, you know, in order to step out of that ordinary box and become extraordinary, like you have to walk by faith. And that's a really uncomfortable process. And unfortunately, I think it's, it's a process a lot of people don't want to put themselves in. I mean, thank God at the time I was, you know, I'm single. I don't have any kids. I wasn't married. So I was able to put myself in a position to where 
what was the worst that could happen, right? I mean, if I went broke and lost it all, it's not like I'm I'm putting my family at risk. You know, I could move back in with my family or or, or my dad and you know kind of start over. You have to put yourself in, in uncomfortable positions. And for me, I just I, the regret of not doing it would have always been bigger than than actually losing. So yeah, it was uncomfortable, man. It was uncomfortable. I, it, I love it that. Was, it, I mean, getting out of your comfort zone, that tension leading to growth. And yeah. so here you are, you go to this conference and, and the story's still continuing because you, you're in LA right now. And I, I know some of the yeah. places you've gone to. Tell us a little bit more. What happened after that conference? You've got this big following, but you haven't really been able to, to, to turn this passion into also a career yet. So what happens after that conference and, and eventually take us to where you are there sitting in LA? Oh boy, you're taking me back now. Okay. So, um, yeah. So after that conference, it was really cool because I got to meet a lot of really cool people at that seminar. I used to hate when people would say like, you are the sum of the five people you you hang around with, right? Like, like you hear that when you're younger, you're like, yeah, okay. Like, like whatever. But as you get older, you realize the people that you're hanging around with and spending time with, these are the people that really are either going to motivate you to be better, motivate you to, you know, want to succeed, or they're going to pull you in the opposite direction. So when I went to this conference, I, I I met a handful of guys that were doing really well. Like they were successful fitness entrepreneurs. You know, they were making a lot of money and I became friends with them. After that meeting, every like three or four months, there was another, you know, they would call it like a mastermind meeting, right? Where all of these guys who are in the same field of business, these were guys who are in the online fitness space. They all got together. We would learn, like learn what's working. And I truly believe like when you take the first step of faith, God sends the right people into your life. He gives you the right opportunities, but you have to take that first step, right? I always say like, God can't direct a boat, uh, you know, if, if it's not out of the harbor, like you got to be in the ocean if God's going to, you know, push you in the right direction. So I love that. Um, God just, he just sent the right guys into my life. One of the guys, he was actually a coach in the program. And a little over a year and a half ago, he was living, he was, he lived in Toronto. He was like, Hey, my roommate's moving out. Would you want to be my roommate? Because I had been to Toronto a bunch of times. I really liked the city. He knew I liked Toronto. At the time, again, I, I wasn't financially doing, I was doing okay, but I wasn't like, you know, doing that good. So I looked at it as another opportunity to put myself in an uncomfortable situation and say, you know what? This guy is really smart. He could probably, well, not probably, but he can definitely give me the knowledge and tools I need to grow my business even further. So I decided to move to Toronto about a year and a half ago. Um, actually, yeah, last last August. And I moved in with him. And, uh, you know, things, thank God, man, things, things really took off as far as my business. Um, he helped me really grow and put like a lot of systems in place and really, you know, allow my business to be scalable. Whereas before, um, you know, it, it was just pretty much me running, running the entire operation where he was teaching me how to look at it as a, as a small business, you know, how to put the right things in place, uh, to where, you know, you're, you're not the jack of all trades. Right. So, yeah. So last year I was living in Toronto until, until COVID hit. And then, uh, that, that kind of put a wrench in things, I, I think for everyone. And they were talking about closing the borders. So I, I went back, uh, went back to Florida, uh, this, this past March. And then uh, you are on, probably can't disclose everything you're doing, but you've yeah. got an opportunity that's now taking you to LA. And, and this opportunity yeah. is, is the end of this train, at least this current train that you've been on of, you did say yes, you got in the ocean a long time ago yeah. and decision after decision, leading after leaving, God's got you to this point where now people are saying, Stephen, I, I want to work with you. Tell us a yeah. little bit about your current situation. Yeah. So 
about two years ago, when I when I first started my 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 fitness business, there was a gentleman who had sent me he sent me an Instagram message and he had one of those blue check marks next to his name. So I'm like, all right, I don't know if this is a robot, I don't know if this is his assistant, like who this is. But I I clicked on his profile and I was going through his photos and here he is like hanging out with all these you know really like well known people, right? Like celebrities and people in, in high positions. And um, I was like, all right, so this guy is you know he's obviously not just not just a regular guy. He's somebody. And, um, he sent me a message saying, Hey man, I, I really like your page. I really like your message. I like your, your vulnerability and um, how open and honest you are with people about your journey, about your struggle with your weight and not to get off topic, but you know, that's another thing people really need to uh, press on is like their own story and their own journey. Cause that's a really powerful thing. You never know who's going to, who's going to connect with your own story. Right. Um, so he sent me this message just telling me, you know, he really liked what I was sharing. And he goes, Hey, here's my number. Um, let's talk and let's see maybe if, if we could, you know, do something together. I called him that day. We got on the phone and, um, he was someone who had lost a lot of weight himself. And, uh, you know, he was just curious as to, um, you know, getting into the fitness business and asking me all these questions. And I was still kind of a rookie at the time too, but I acted like I knew more than I, I, I did at the time. Um, but over the course of the past two years, we were kind of just like nurturing this relationship and my business grew and my, my clients grew and me and him were just kind of staying in touch. Um, so he was living in LA at the time. I was living in Florida at the time and he was coming over to, uh, to Florida um, a few months after he had contacted me. So I live in Naples, which is about three hours away from West Palm Beach. He was going to be in West Palm Beach. So I remember I wanted to meet the guy because I'm like, all right, you know what? This could be a really big opportunity for me. So I remember waking up at like four in the morning, driving three hours to go meet him. It was only like a 15, 20 minute hour meeting. Um, but he always laughs about it. And today he's like, yeah, man, he's like, you were the only guy that was willing to actually like come over and, and meet with me. And he's like, you know, the fact that you were willing to do that and really took advantage of the opportunity is the reason why we're actually working together today. Um, so fast forward a little bit more, you know, um, we decided to actually partner on a, on a fitness project that we're doing right now. So, you know, just really building something that we could help a lot of people, um, you know, help a lot of people lose weight. He's lost over 250 pounds himself. I've lost over a hundred pounds. And as you know, in fitness, you know, people are really just seeking like open and honest information. People are tired of seeing all the airbrushed supermodels and all the airbrushed guys with abs. Um, it's just not realistic for most people, right? Most people are starving for vulnerability and honesty and and openness about, you know, people's struggles and people's journey. And, you know, if someone lost a hundred pounds or 200 pounds, you know, maybe, maybe I could do it too. Um, so that's why we're working together. That's why we're working on this new project together. Um, there's, there's a few other things in, in play as well, possibly a Netflix, a Netflix opportunity. Wow. Um, but again, I, I, I can't get too much into detail right now, but, uh, I am in LA. I am. I am where where I think I need to be right now. So so we'll see what happens over the next few months. Steven, I love that. It's uh, I love how you start with this risk. You go through all this stuff, and here you are still saying like, I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's like, isn't that what faith is? We're walking yeah. in it, but we don't know the end of the line. That's awesome. So, brother, to wrap up here. Um, I'm going to give you a chance. I would love to you to speak to the, the listeners who are really connecting with this, tell them exactly what a next step would be for them. But I want to end with this. Um, just finish this sentence. Risk is blank. It's uncomfortable, man. I think people have to live their life looking backwards. And when I look back on my life the past three years, everything happened for a reason, right? I, I was supposed to um, get a message from this guy, from my business coach for a reason. I, I was supposed to go to Toronto for a reason. Everything is kind of built up until this point. The unfortunate thing about that is that you don't get to see the entire picture, right? You just have to take 
the next step and then, you know, trust him and then take the next step and then trust him where most of us, like, we want to know the end plan. We want to know how this, how this plays out. But if we had that, uh, that answer, I guess we wouldn't need God. Right. So faith is uncomfortable, but one thing I could say, man, it is so worth it. Hmm. I forget the Bible first, but it's like, you know, man, man, uh, man makes, makes plans his plans, steps, but, but, God, but, but God, God plans his steps. So for me, it's like, you know, I, I have a plan, but ultimately, you know, I ask God every day to direct my steps. And, uh, I think that's all we could do. Oh, I love that, Stephen. Man, for those that are connected with this and, and maybe saying, hey, I'm ready for this journey or I just want to get to know you, Stephen, more, uh, maybe following your Instagram or maybe I know you've written some incredible books uh, that, that really get you started on the right feet. But for that person who's just wants to know more about Stephen, wants to start their, their own journey, maybe take their risk when it comes to their, their own health, take that step, where's the perfect spot for them to go? Yeah, honestly, just just my Instagram page would probably be the best spot. Uh, Stephen Campolo, Stephen with a PH, and then my last name, C-A-M-P-O-L-O. And yes, I do have a book coming out this January, and you're actually uh, the reason for that. Because you and me connected um, about a year and a half ago in Florida, and um, yeah, I remember hearing your story and hearing what you do, and it just inspired me to write a book. And you know, here we are um, a year and a half later, so it, it, it will be out uh, this January, man. And I read every uh, word and absolutely loved it. And as uh, our listeners have already heard from the the pre roll that I did, uh, I've lost over twenty one pounds working with Stephen, and and put on ten pounds of muscle on top of that, feeling as good as I've ever done in my life after hitting quite a funk of thinking that I had lost control of my body and wasn't able to get it back, living a sedentary life. But, but uh, having met Stephen, was able to turn that around, taking the, the step of taking back my health and, and God brought Stephen into my life. So brother, it, it, and if you're listening right now, go check out Stephen Campola on Instagram right now, follow him and then check out all of his links there and be on the lookout for his book because it is impactful. It's very conversational. Uh, and it's not, uh, it's not just the next fad diet. We're talking about, uh, a plan that has stood the test of time. I, Steven's uh, book reminds me of this book, perennial bestseller, this idea of work that lasts. And you can tell that Stephen focused on what lasts, not the, the next shiny new object, but what actually lasts to get you into the, the best health you can. Steven, thank you so much for joining uh, me today and, uh, brother, man, I just hope the best for you in LA. Keep walking by faith, man. Appreciate it, brother. Love you, man. Thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, man, we'll we'll have to do it again soon. Sounds good, Stephen. Thank you for listening to the Riskers podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Speak It to Book and Sermon to Book, where we're on a mission to teach kingdom-minded men and women how to write, publish, and market best-selling books and build world-class platforms. To learn more, go to www.calebrakey.com.